Uh, welcome to the warm down. Uh, today we're solely going to concentrate on combat sport. On combat sport, um, going to look and review the uh, the card uh, Cannoneer and Gastelum, and then we're going to look forward to the uh, special card this weekend between uh, with Barboza and Chikadze. And then what we're going to do is switch over to boxing. Uh, firstly, talk about the upcoming um, card between uh, headlined by Woodley and Jake Paul. And then finally, going to have a discussion about Manny Pacquiao, especially his uh, performance in his last fight. And um, he's always come out and said that he potentially might retire and look back at the um, what's, what his favourite fights, uh, or big fights he's had over, over an illustrious career. Um, but the best place to start is we're obviously with the main the main card uh, recently between Gerard Cannonier and Calvin Gasolin. What's your what's your thoughts? And today I'm with um, Dan and Rem today to discuss it. Um, I'll go first on that one. Um, it was unanimous decision win for Cannonier. Um, a very close fight, very close rounds. I don't know how you scored it, Dan, but I probably would give Cannonier maybe four rounds, four rounds to one, I think. Um, Cannonier's got the first. I think the second was won by Gaston. I think the rest of the fight, Cannonier did the more telling work. He dropped him in the third round. He dropped him in the fourth round as well. I think it was the fourth or the fifth with an uppercut as well. Um, you know, Gaston is tough as hell. He kept bringing the action, so that's why it was a hard fight to kind of score because he... Brought it to him, but Cannonier clearly landed the better shots. Some good kicks, and as I said, he, he dropped him more than once. Um, so, yeah, in my opinion, I think Cannonier now puts himself really at the top, top of that division. Um, Dan, what did you think on the fight? Um, I said, like you said, I think it was a close fight. I probably would have scored it the same way you did, four to one. But, I mean, Gastelum does what Gastelum does. He fights hard, this thing, but he's, he's just that little bit undersized for that weight class. But he's, he's all hot. I think when he comes, you got to remember what Cannonier came down from heavyweight. He was a heavyweight in his thing, so he's powerful. Yeah. The way he knocked my man down was, was dirty. <laughs> Many other guys that, that probably would have knocked them out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think you said it. It was a typical Gaston performance. Yeah. Every fight he has is, is, is competitive, but you said maybe it's the undersizing at, at this weight class that just tells because he is, as you said, he's a, he's a tweener, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's that thing, it's like, because he, he um, he's a wrestler as well. But he's just that little bit too small to take down some of the bigger guys in the division. So then it kind of, that negates one side of it and then he's going to have to try and stand up and when he gets out punched then you get these wars. But I don't know how many more he can take, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, early, early on he tried to take Hananir down, which probably was a good idea. But mm. just couldn't get it. I think the first takedown that he attempted right at the end of the first round, he looked like he was going to get it and Cannonier did look a bit uncomfortable with it. Um, but from there, Cannonier stopped every takedown attempt that he tried. But as I said, Gaston's engine is unreal. 
the 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 movement from both of them I was impressed with. Um, Cannonier's speed with his counter shots, and um, both of their like their, their their footwork was was very good. They were in and out. Um, so yeah, I was again. Gaslam is weird with him because he doesn't really lose too much. Like no, when he crazy. loses, you don't think he got smoked. Yeah, like he just got absolutely dominated. He's always in a fight. He's there, there or thereabouts, but yeah. Jay, one too many losses at the moment, boy. What's that? There's one too many losses at the moment, though. Oh, 100%. I mean, look, the Whitaker, he was outclassed. Yeah. But he wasn't battered. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Look, you would hate to see something crazy happen to get some, like, cut or anything. Do you know what I mean? Um, obviously, the weight thing is an issue because I think he struggled to even make weight this week, didn't he? Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, he had to, he had to take the extra hour to go cut that half pound or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's a concern. You're losing fights and you're struggling to make weight, and you're a guy that if they ask you to go, you can't go down a weight. You, can't you definitely go can't go up. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So, I, don't I mean, know. the only, the only thing possibly, but obviously, you don't make money. There is if you go to one with their um, no weight cutting. Yeah, yeah. So he could, so he could fight at the lower, the lower weight, which would be a one a world weight, but kind of walk at the weight he's at now. So they've got that in between. But yeah, I mean, based on obviously Cannonier winning that fight, what do you reckon is next for him? Um, well, title shot. I think he's next in line, but I think like they asked him in the after the fight, does he? Does he take something in between or does he wait around? But then if he takes something, then he's fighting down rather than thing. And like you said, he needs money. Yeah, he came out and just said he's broke. He just came out and said, I'm broke. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, he, he can't wait around because... Nah. Look, we, we, we don't even know when Whitaker at a Sanders And Whitaker, one million percent is next. So that, that's the only tough thing for him. So he has to get a fight in between. I think he's calm with it. He's cool with it. He said he'll fight um, the winner of Till and Brunson. As I said, you would like to believe that Kananaki basically just get the title shot after Whitaker and, and um, Adesanya. But, you know, circumstances is that if the Brunson-Till thing happens and say Till does something impressive, Till would skip the line because he's Darren Till. He's English. They, they want to make a star. It's, it's just true. Like, I'm not hating on yeah, yeah. It's, it's just facts. Um, no, it's true. I mean, they rushed so, him last time, but they're, they're exactly. kind of building him back. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I think he'll, he'll take the winner of that fight. Um, and look, I like that. You, you get to 100% prove that you should be next. Why for all the competition? Because, as I said, it's going to be so long a wait for him. He might as well. It's similar to what Gilbert Burns is doing. Gilbert Burns is sitting in the worldway division and willing to fight anybody. Um, below him, he doesn't really care. He just knows that, look, if I keep fighting and I keep winning, you can't deny me. You cannot deny me that I'm next. I like that. Actually, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Adesanya's come out and said about Cannoneer that he's a dark horse of the middleweight division. Does he regain that tag based on that performance? 
Sorry. Sorry, I missed that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Adesanya's obviously come out and said about Cannonier being like the dark horse of the middleweight division. Um, do you think, based on that performance, that he's kind of regained that tag? Um, yeah, for sure. He's, um, Cannonier's been solid as he's risen up there, but he hasn't been super. I'd say super outstanding or nothing. So he's got that thing. He just he's just walking through who they put in front of him. Besides the Whitaker fight, he's done what he's had to do. Yeah. But I think when it comes to Adesanya, though, Mister Counterpuncher may just just toy with the guy. <laughs> but yeah. you never know. I hear what you're saying. It was interesting to see Cannonier have the approach. Obviously, you know that Gaslam is aggressive. He just counted him, and he counted him really well. Um, obviously, Adesanya is very different. It's just a different physique. It's the, you know, the length, the leg kicks. Even though Kalanay has got some good leg kicks, they're, they're strong, they're solid, you can see. You know what I mean? Um, I think for what they were saying, you, you, they could tell that Kalanay had been watching film because he was picking um, Gastelum's go-to combos and just timed them. Time, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time, like, he was timed. You, you know time. that... You, yeah, you know the one where he comes with the he comes with the, with the punch and he comes with the kick and then my man was just slipping and just countering it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and he's, he's a clever fighter. As I said, and as you said that, the Whitaker fight was was his chance and, and, and he lost it. As I said, if he goes and fights the winner of Brunson until he, he will be the dark horse. He is the dark horse, I think. I think Adesanya is right because I think Adesanya knows that he's the type of guy that could give the champion problems, whoever the champion is. I mean, obviously Whitaker has beaten, but if they rematched, it could be a different fight. I believe that Cannonier is, is good enough to to, to um, adjust and, and study and, and, and come back stronger. So I, I do think that um, yeah, so, so I, I think he's, he's good in that time. Yeah, I mean, moving on to Gasolin. Now it's like one um, in five, one in the last five, he's lost, lost his fights. I mean, what's next for Gaskin now? Why? I mean, he's got to be in rebuild mode, man. He definitely needs to fight. He's, well, he's going to drop it. He's dropped in the rankings anyway. But I just don't see who he's got next. I don't know where's the, the rankings. Yeah, it, it, it's tough, man, because Gastelum, he, like, when you look at the guys he's fought in his last few fights, I mean, Heinz... So did he fight in the one before this? Because didn't he... He, he, he scored the Whitaker. guy. He lost to Whitaker. No, Whitaker. Was it the one before that? Would it? Yeah, he beat Heinish. Yeah. He wrestled Heinish. He beat Heinish. And before Heinish was the defeat to... Was it Till or Manson? I think it was Hermanson. Oh, Hermanson, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and the one before that was Victor Till. So, yeah. like, he's fought good guys. Obviously, I think the disappointing one out of all of them, I think the Till one was a close fight. I think if he was to fight Till again, he, he could, again, he could make adjustments. And I think that was just after his loss to Adesanya. So, I, I, you know, going in a war and, and in the end taking the beat that he took in that last round. In your next fight, you 
can expect a little bit of, of um, I wouldn't call it fear, but you know what I mean? A little bit of caution. Um, we've seen them parts um, in Ghana and stuff. But um, I think the defeat to Hamanson and the way that he lost so early by submission um, was disappointing for him. Um, he was expected to be Heimish. If he had lost that fight, then there's no way back from him. But as I said, he, he, he's losing to top guys. So what can he do next? I mean, I don't know. You've got the rankings up there, Dan? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at him now. So he's he's ranked nine at the moment. So the guys above him, he's already lost to Till, lost to Hadmanson. Obviously, Brunson's booked. And then I guess Cannonier will want to take the winner of the Till and Brunson anyway. Vittori, same camp. But then if he goes below, he's got Uriah Hall, maybe. And that's still a high guy. Um, yeah. All right. Or, um, Uriah I was going to say things there. Yeah, you got um, Edmund Shabazian's in there as well. I think he's booked at the moment. I don't know. I don't know, but he he's lost two in a row. Yeah. Badly. Um, I, I really don't know. I think if he can work his way, maybe in one or two fights to get back to Hamanson, I think yeah. that would be a good rematch. If he could get that victory back there, put some kind of, okay, back in there again. He's only young. What's he, 29? Yeah, I think he's 29. Yeah, he's still a young guy, man. Um, obviously, no one wants that kind of streak, you know what I mean, that he's on at the moment. So I think who's directly below him in eight is Strickland. And he's fighting um, Rockhold, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, that's the fight that was supposed to be. I think they both accepted it. Um, reluctantly, I think Rockhold is one of the bigger names. Um, I mean, Rockhold isn't talking shit about it. Yeah, but it, put, it puts Rockhold back in there. What, what number did you say Strickland is? Strickland's eight. Yeah, so if Luke beats him, puts him in a good position, it could be two fights away from a title shot if he was to get that. So, yeah, I mean, with Gastelum, as I said, he's, he's, always, he's always ready to scrap, so... I don't think he's in danger at the moment, but he is getting worried. Yeah, I mean, moving on to the next next one. Um, close one there was Clay Guida uh, against uh, Mark Madsen. Um, Madsen taking that one on split decision. Do you think it was a correct decision by the judges on the scorecards? Um, yes, I think it was. Well, I think the two judges got it... Um, I think the the thirty twenty seven was a bit yeah one hundred thirty twenty seven I heard I, which I didn't was watch the fight but I yeah. just heard it. now the thirty twenty seven was outraged I would have gone with the twenty nine twenty eight like the first judge mm-hmm. I could see why double judge gave it to Guido I could have gone either way but personally I had it twenty nine twenty eight to Mads how, how was um I lost you I, I didn't see a how was um Madsen striking. Definitely better than I remember from his previous because I think he's been out for two years. Yeah, he's been out for a while. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely improved. Definitely, definitely improved. But you you know what Guida's like. Guida was just at some point he was just throwing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he just bounces. He's 
in and out, left and right. And he was just coming with some overhands and he was just throwing. Even his coaches, well, that's what they're shouting at. It just like, like looked like he was throwing Hail Marys, but it was flat. But, yeah. But, but when, when Madsen get, get, gets in there and he can, you know, he can manhandle man. He really wants to. He just did what he had to do to him. How would a wrestling exchange? Because Guida, Guida's like a good wrestler. You know what? It wasn't, uh, it wasn't like I thought it was going to be. Well, I just thought Madsen was going to take him down and out and just wrestle the shit out of him and do a, a lie on him and all sorts. Nah. Obviously, that's why it was so close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Guida, Guida stuffed a few. I had him up against Cage and, and, and kind of got away. There was nothing, there was no what you'd call super dominant um, like takedowns and a lot of um, ground control. Yeah. So... It, it was it was smart, but I guess it shows another game uh, side to Madsen's game that he's not just a wrestler. Yeah, the guy well, can actually he, strike. He can. In this division, he can't afford to just be. You know, yeah. As, as he starts to climb the ranks, it's, that's not going to cut it. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, Madsen's even mentioned that he wants Gillespie next. I mean, what's your thoughts about that fight got made? <laughs> Battle of the wrestlers, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was asking about the striking because Gillespie's got okay striking. Like, um, yeah, obviously got knocked out by Kevin Lee, but in that the, the early exchanges wasn't too bad for a guy that's known for like, his wrestling. You know, I mean, obviously yeah. you saw his last fight; he, he was um, Pereira, wasn't it? Um, that was a good yeah. fight, a good back and forth fight. For era this way anyway, so you could see that it took a toll on him. Um, Gillespie was hanging in there in the first round. It looked like he was dead, um, and he, he, he turned it around after that. So, yeah, it'd be an interesting fight because, of, as you said, the wrestling aspect will cancel it out. You might just see a scrap on the feet. Um, as I said, that's why I was kind of asking about. Um, you might just end up with um, like, who was it? Usman and um, Covington. Yeah. Two, two, two great wrestlers that they just said, fuck it, we're going to throw down. Yeah. They ain't going to take each other down. And, and kind of on that, that's a good time to mention it. Obviously, um, Chandler earlier in the week said that he signed for the fight now. So him and um, Gaethje signed. Um, and, and them two have wrestling backgrounds. But we know Gaethje loves to scrap. We know Chandler falls in love with knocking people out as well. So that's another one. I mean, will we'll Chandler look at what just um, what Habib did against Gaethje and think that, oh, mm. I can easily control this guy? Um, is that fight definitely going to go ahead, though? I, 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 I think it is now. Did, didn't you see them on the... I saw them originally because it was... um. Sign, they wanted to sign it for New York, but New York's going to introduce a thing that you can't be indoor arenas, you have to be vaccinated and this. Yeah. Did you see but the pre fight pick... thing? No. Nah. There's a pre fight show where um, DC's on, Laura Sanko's on, mm. Chandler was there, innit? He stepped in. Okay. It might be, it might have been um, Dean Thomas. It might have been, I might be wrong. 
but he was there and Gaethje came up. So they were interviewing Gaethje. And Gaethje mm. Blake just said, like, I don't like, I don't like this guy. Like, and I said, what do you like? Because was, his face I was going to punch him. <laughs> like, so obviously, there are fights on range now, so it's got a nice little build-up about it. We know Gage, Gage like, this is one guy I don't like. I don't know if, because I know in the past, you know Ali uh, Abdelaziz. He rubs everyone up the wrong way. <laughs> he, obviously, he's Gage's manager, and um, I know Michael Chandler's had some things to say about him in the past. Um, so I don't know if that's some of it, some of his gripe with him. Or as I said, he does, does to be honest, have one of them fits that he won't find. That's what I think. Um, obviously, I'm a Gage fan, so I would hope Gage will win that fight. But that, that's a great fight. And that's the same division as well. So mm. we went on to it. Yeah, moving on to the next one. Um, Clay, Clay Guida, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Clay Guida, moving on to that one. So moving on to the um, Pentoja versus Roviol fight, which uh, ended a Pentoja winning by submission. And now it's the new number one contender. Um, yeah, do, do you watch that fight now? Yeah. I mean, that was the fight that I was looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, because I remember, I think, uh, was it a show before that I was on, you was asking which fight was I looking yeah, forward yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. It was this one. Yeah, same. But like, these little guys can scramble. Ah, scrambles are crazy. <laughs> it was like, oh. you, you knew Pantoja just wants to get my money. He's there, he's transitioning his thing, he's got him up against it. he's doing all sorts and he's just like, nah. Roy Val's doing anything he can to get up off the deck. Yeah, yeah, or away from the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was doing it. He yeah, was fingers. He was he's good, yeah. man. He's very good. He's very good. His attitude is well. You know what? I know this might sound weird, but you know he reminds me of? He reminds me of Nate Diaz. <laughs> okay. Like, when he's on the floor, Nate Diaz is, is very like that. He's very like, there's a lot of and roll, rolls and, and reversals. And, and, and that's what mm. Roy Val's like on the floor. And then when Roy Val stands up, he's very in your face and, 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 and scrappy. And I mean, like, like Nate. Yeah. Um, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a great fight while it lasted. Um, yeah. But in the end, Pantoja got him. Got the, got the um, body triangle on him. Yeah, it was a deep, deep choke, rear naked choke. He had to tap from the it. Moment choked, the moment that yeah, choke, like you said, the moment he got a body lock on, it was done. Yeah, it, it was, was done. It was. My man's jujitsu is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you said, the amount of scrambles that was going on sooner or later, do you know what I mean? It, it takes a toll. Yeah, it takes a toll. And, and especially with a high level guy like Mansoja, um, it was a great fight, man. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got two. Uh, so Pantoja's now has got two victories over Moreno. The champion. Yeah. So basically, Pantoja sets up the fight, as you said earlier, David. Yeah. So it was number one contender. Um, that's what Dana put this fight as. Um, so Pantoja will now fight Brandon Moreno, the champion, for a third time, but he already has two victories over him. Um, be an interesting fight, man, because Moreno's, I mean, 
his luck, I mean, to win the belt, he was so tuned in. I don't know if I've seen anyone more tuned into a fight than that. So he's not he's not the same guy from when when um yeah. when their man fought in the first in um feels like they was in the tough house together tough first house night. Together. Yeah. He's definitely not the same fighter that he was back then. No, no, definitely not. Like from him getting cut and then coming back, him getting cut that made him come back and then the to become the, the guy he is now. He's he's stepped his um game on. He's going through them levels, man. And he's young yeah. enough to he's just gonna get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean he can wrestle. I don't know, obviously I don't think his jujitsu is as good as um my man, but he can wrestle though. Hopefully he can he can stuff them uh take down from Pantoga. Yeah, and, and and his boxing looks like improving every time. You know, I, mean, mm. um, I was just gonna say his striking is dancing. Yeah, 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 and he's got that Mexican spirit. So, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that fight, man. But the flip side is going to say, Figueroa is going to be pissed. Even demanding a rematch, he calling out Moreno. See, and then now uh, bring that up, man, because I have a problem with Figueroa. The weight. Yeah, he struggles to make weight. The, the guy just just go up, man. I know he was a champion, and, and I get it as a. As a champion, you would feel that you deserved your rematch. At least that you have the chance to win back your belt before you move up. But obviously, that mm. would mean a vacation anyway if you won the belt. But I think you could see in that last fight that wasn't even the, a defense. To be honest, I'm, 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 I'm not taking anything away from Moreno's victory. He was, as I said, he was as true knowledge as you've ever seen anyone. But in in opposite to that, Figueroa was as turned off. As yeah. I think Moreno Moreno learned so much from the first fight. Yeah, Whereas Figueroa, well, if it wasn't for the point deductions, he would have won yeah, in the first fight. That's yeah, fake. Yeah. That but he just thought he was going to come in and do the same thing again. Moreno learned this time. He's just relying on his power too much. Like he showed yeah. these flyweights just no respect whatsoever. And he <laughs> thinks that he can walk forward and I, you can tag me five times, I can tag you once. Because he kind of did yeah. that to Alex Perez. As soon oh, as no, he got near enough to get his hands on him, it was over. But that's not going to yeah. happen every time. And, and you should have known that from the first time you fought Moreno. But the worst thing for you was because you got deducted points, you almost came out of that thinking it wasn't as close as it was. I was going to win that fight anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean? that's what I'm saying. Going to the second one, he just thought, I just need to do what I did last time and I've got this. But Whereas Moreno went not. away, Moreno went away, learned from that fight, st- studied my man, and just figured him out. Yeah, it's, it's true, man. Um, well, I'll just read the other fights from the main card that, you didn't, that we didn't talk about. Yeah, so um, Parker Porter. Um, faced Chase Spearman and he, he won by unanimous decision. Chase Sherman. Sherman. Sorry, Chase. And Travis Jones against Tucker Ramanoff. Good attempt. Tucker Ramanoff won by submission. That was, he, he looked good. He that was good. a good fight. Yeah, he looked good. I mean, he missed weight, but, but it took a short notice. So I don't, I, I won't yeah, yeah, cast yeah. him about that one. 
that was that was a good submission. Um, and the last fight on the main card that we didn't talk about was Vince Purcell um, with a win over Austin Hubbard. They were just in each other's faces. Purcell was landing some nice leg kicks and um, got rid of three there. Um, Before we move on to the weekend's card, I'm going to look forward to just talk about any other standout things on the night. I think the biggest thing that was standout was that spin kick knockout. <laughs> um, the name? Ahamondes. Yeah, 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 that was disgusting. Wasn't as good as. Barbosa's. No. I mean, like, last five minutes. Last, last, was it? Ten seconds. Nine no, to nine. He just swung, yeah. bro. Yeah, he just yeah. swung and then Mama just hit the deck. Yeah, it was yeah, a beautiful was, thing. It was yeah, a beautiful... That was, yeah, that was that was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, William Knight got a nice knockout. Well, not a nice knockout. What am I talking about? The punch that wasn't even a punch, really. He just kind of awkwardly hit him with his arm. And knocked him out. Yeah. Oh, that shows how much power that guy's got. And then did a mad double backflip after the victory. He's a huge, <laughs> huge man. Very short, yeah, but he is black. <laughs> um, and then the knockout that he was talking about earlier, Dan, was the Nunes knockout. Yeah, over Maleki. Yeah, Maleki. That, that was a. I didn't see that one coming, to be honest, but boy. She brought, she brought it to her. Yeah, yeah. She just swarmed her. And then yeah. put her to sleep. Um, so David, let's go forward now to this weekend. Yeah, looking at the uh, this weekend's UFC fight night, Barboza against Chigatse. Yeah, and the um, other cards here, the, the main one here. With um, Barbos and Gigante. Uh what's your what's your thoughts on on the fight? I can't wait for this. I, I can't wait for this. It's kicking ability. That's kicking ability. Yeah, Edson Barbos. As I said, I've never seen a man whip a kick so far. It's crazy, but Giga has that that what's what's it called? A Giga kick. Is it Giga kick? Yeah, I think that's what he calls it. Yeah, and he just takes man out with it. His, his liver kicks. He's dangerous, man. This is going to be a fight. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see if Barboza switches it up. In his last fight, his last victory over Burgos with that weird knockout, do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with slow reaction. Um, <laughs> he showed some great hands in that fight. So I'd probably give... If I can remember right, um, I'd be giving the, the hand advantage over Giga. And obviously, he's trained. Um, he used to be trained by Mark Henry. Um, so, shut up, Halvin. Um, but Giga's, Giga's confident, man. What's he got? Six victories in UFC now. I think he's 6 0. Um, Georgian, he's a dangerous man. Big fight for him. This will be this is his chance. To really get in that that top picture now, 
And this is obviously Ersson's chance to get a title shot, to be honest. If he takes out Giga and he does it in a in a in a good way, then um yeah, I, I don't see why not. Um obviously we know the purple division there's still a lot of contenders, there's this max. Um obviously it'll take around Volkanovsky and fight him for the belt. Um there's still Calvin Kata, names like Danny Gade. There's some good fighters at this way. Um, Korean Zombie. So still fights that could be in line for, for the winner mm-hmm. or having a title shot. I'm not saying that either of them expect that if they win, but I said Edson's been around for a long time, man. So I would like to see him get a title shot if he, if he, if he gets his victory. Um, Obviously, to be honest, you can't deny Max. Is Max is Max and Yeah Yeah happening? Uh, not as far as I know, unless they rescheduled for a further one. But because yeah, because he pulled out originally, but I didn't hear anything about it being definitely being rebooked and being kept for another card. So I'm not entirely sure on that. Yeah. Again, Max is just having to fight below him just to stay ticking over until. He gets the winner of Ortega and Volkanovski. Yeah, and do you think Barbosa and Trigatze, uh, the winner of that, becomes the general title contender? No, we, we basically talk about that. Um, go, go to the next fight. Yeah, um, so the next one, Kevin Lee against uh, Daniel Rodriguez. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Um, Dan, you want to go first on that one? I'll say the return of Kevin Lee. It's, uh, what's it been now, like a year and a half or something? Come off the back it's of two. It's been out of what? I've been there, man. Come off the back of two knee surgeries. Um, I don't know. Going up to, to world weight, maybe. So one time I went to world weight, it kind of got done. So I'm hoping this is a. Uh, He's not going to get battered. Well, well, he should get battered, but it's not like a, a one-off thing. Because I think he could realistically go back to lightweight now that some of those other guys are gone. You think Kevin Lee should have taken this fight? Because uh, obviously um, Rodriguez the late replacement for Brady. Yes. I mean, maybe it's tough that change of opponent but my man hasn't had a fight in a year and a half he needs to shake some of that off so and if Kevin Lee's like he says he's just ready to fight we'll fight anyway so no I don't think he should pull that take the fight it's obviously change of opponents not always a good thing but he needs to get minutes under his belt you know yeah. Because what was his last fight? The Oliveira in Brazil? Yeah, the Oliveira defeat. And that wasn't a good look for him. It's just that last time he was at featherweight, he gave me all this talk about lightweight being not for him now. He went up to waterweight. And he got done. He, yeah, he got done at Dos Santos, who isn't even really a waterweight. Um, <laughs> and then went back down again. 
All right, Charles is now the champion, so don't look too bad now. You lost to Charles, yeah? Yeah. But now you're saying you're going back up again. And then... So uh, I think you should go back down. I'm going to be honest here. Kevin Lee is stupid. <laughs> nah, seriously, man. I'm going to be honest. Like, good fighter. It's just some of the things he said over the years. Like, just be humble. Just shut up. Stop talking. You're a good guy where you take fights. You're not scared. None of them are scared, but he will literally fight anybody. He wanted to fight. He was so delusional. That's the word. He's delusional. He's so delusional. He wanted to fight Habib forever, yeah? Whether you call that delusional or... You know what? He believes in his skills, yeah? That's fine. But you lost to Aoi Quinta, and you believe you didn't lose. Then you rematch Aoi Quinta, and he beat you again, and you believed you didn't lose again. Like, he's delusional. Then you're saying... Lightweight is dead almost. Oh, what Osman's doing at Waterweight, that attracts me. You can't even be a title contender at, at Lightweight. You was once and you had, um, you won the first round against um, Tony yeah, Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, Tony Ferguson then obviously tapped you out. But even like, come out and said about Tony Ferguson, he's like, nah, like, I ain't find that guy. Like, that's like almost criminal. But I'm saying, Okay, we know Ferguson's lost three in a row. He's at a bad place right now in his career. But you lost to the guy. You lost to the guy. Yeah, you're young. Yeah, you're... Are you more healthy? Probably no. I mean, what's he done? ACLs on both knees? Yeah. Coming back from... Daniel Rodriguez is a tough fight. He's a tough motherfucker, that dude. He is on it. He's a street fighter. He will bring it. And Kevin Lee, as I said, respect to the guy because like, he was like, that's what I wanted to fight. He's a street fighter. I like that. And so he's up for big challenges. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know if he's going to win this fight. Even if he tries to out-wrestle him, there's a good chance Rodriguez will submit him. <laughs> Believe me, he's sneaking with the submissions as well, Daniel Rodriguez. Mm. Um, yeah, man, Daniel Rodriguez has a has a, a quiet confidence about him, man. And I like him. Um, it'll be a good fight. Good to see Kevin Lee back. Um, but he needs to bring it, man. He needs to bring it this time because all the talking that he's been doing ain't getting him nowhere, man. He, he needs to start doing it now. Like, as I said, the good thing he's willing to fight anybody, but now it's about it's about um, winning, man. And he, he, he's got to win. He's got to win. It's a massive fight for him. Um, the rest of the card is um, basically made, made up with the Ulmer fighter finale uh, from the Volkanovski Ortega um, series. Obviously, that was the return of the Ulmer fighter. There's a middleweight finale. And um, a bantamweight finale as well. Um, I haven't watched any of it. Um, <laughs> so it'll be my first time seeing these guys, but I will watch. I, I mean, Abina is a late, uh, replacement for um, Trishon Gore. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a replacement. So basically, this with that happening, it gave Volkanovski the clean sweep. 
All four of those guys are his. Oh, every all four of them. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know there was a bit of abs between him and Forte, but I can't wait for that fight now. Yeah. yeah. Volkanovski looks angry. <laughs> I, I like an angry Volkanovski still. Um, yeah. We've seen him fight Holloway twice. I believe he clearly won the first. I believe he not clearly lost the second, but clear enough for me where I was convinced that Max. I didn't see how Max lost that fight. I thought he clearly won the first three rounds. Um, Same. But, yeah. Um, are we going to switch on to boxing now? Yeah. All right. I'll take over from here. Now, um, uh, this is your time, David. Um, so, first of all, I believe we're talking about this, but we're going to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. I kind of promised myself when we started this that are we going to get involved in any of this? But you know what? I'm I'm an MMA fan. David, you're a boxing fan. So it's fair, fair that we do this, I guess. Hmm. Um, and it, to be honest, the most real fight that a YouTuber has had, you would say Tyron Woodley, former UFC bottleweight champion, again, Woodley falls into that delusional character to me. He's the guy where at a time he believed he was on his way to being better than George St. Pierre and all this madness. And yeah, for me it was delusional. We know Tyron Woodley lost his last four fights. Yeah, four fights. He lost to Usman. He to lose the belt. He then lost to Gilbert Burns. He then lost to Colby for an injury, but he was getting mauled in that fight. And then in his last fight, he said, fuck this, and he's going to go full <laughs> to the wall and try to scrap. For the first time, he threw punches in four fights, three fights, um, but he lost to the very good, we spoke on before, um, Vicente Luque. Um, but he lost by stubborn the end. Um, Jake Paul I mean he's not a professional boxer he's for a YouTuber a, bas- a pathetic basketball player because that was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life Nate Robertson and his last knockout so he's got three knockouts right and they yeah. all first round um, his last knockout was against um, Ben Askren Ben Askren a former um, champion in MMA. No, don't let but, me hear you say that he's not a he's not professional. Who? Jake, Jake Paul. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's quality opposition he's been up against. He'll tell you that himself, bro. <laughs> um, right, let's let's go into this. Um, David, this this YouTuber boxing yeah. business obviously it's kicked off a bit of yeah. interesting, entertaining fights in the way of old fighters coming out of retirement and, and having scratched up. Mike Tyson did it with Roy Jones. Yeah. Anderson Silva did it with um, Chavez Jr. Chavez Jr. Yeah. Um, Chavez Sr. actually fought who was about 80. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he fought the same card. Um, Anderson Silva was also going to fight Tio Ortiz. Oscar De La Hoya yeah. come out of, come out of retirement. He's going to fight Vito Belfort. Um MMA fighter as well. And David Hay coming out of retirement. Yeah, yeah. Dave, uh, what's he doing? 
he's fighting his, his so-called best friend. Oh, uh, what, he's doing the drug thing. He's not doing the series. It's a, apparently it's an exhibition against his best friend, and he's a billionaire. So, you know. Okay, um, so David, I'll turn to you. What do you feel about this? You're a fan of boxing. You're a deep yeah. fan of boxing. What do you feel? This is good for the sport. I mean, someone like Jake Paul's using his, his standing. Obviously, he's got that YouTube following, and now he's kind of taking a bit seriously, getting to the world of boxing, and he's got that mass following, and all eyes are on this fight with uh, Tyron Woodley. Um, I don't really classify him as a uh, as a, a boxer. I see him as a YouTube fighter, and his last three fights were, were pathetic. But he's got he's got the attention that he wants, and uh, and everyone's going to watch this fight. Um, he's clearly said in the press conference that he's looking over at Woodley. It seems to me he's setting up a fight with Tommy Fury. Do I feel he's going to come in? You know, I feel, I feel, I don't know if me saying this, I feel Woodley's going to just, you know, take an L deliberately. Um, I know Covington's come out and said that in the past. I generally do believe that this Jake Paul, you know, magical run of his will culminate with a fight against Fury. I think Woodley's just going to take a, and they'll deliberately, um, and you know, the, he'll take the humiliation and the money that he's um, getting for this fight. Um, but I, I can't take him seriously, Jake Paul. I don't care how, how many times he's, he's training hard in Puerto Rico, hitting the bags, the uppercuts, left back. You're talking about a load of rubbish. When he when he fights a proper fighter, he will he will get exposed. So, listen, kudos to him, man. He's making his money. Listen, that's what it's all about. But um, yeah, now nah, I think it's a bit of a joke. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Is this a joke? But man's, man's got business mind on him. Some Someone's taking it seriously. It's on fucking Showtime. Brilliant. They're, they're paying him. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I give him the respect that he's he's jumping into it. He's, 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 he's trading his thing. But it's the same with what we've talked about, some things in MMA. There's levels. And he's he's not even scraping the bottom of the barrel. He's not even fighting boxes. So I respect the fact that he's he's shooting his shot, but I don't respect his uh his skill level. I don't think he's there. You you don't because it's weird. Let's be honest. Like he's picking MMA fighters, and let's be honest. He's picking smaller MMA fighters. Yeah, Harold Woodley fought at what a one seventy. This is that 190, by the way. Jake Paul is a big guy. He's a big guy. The big, big cruiserweight. <laughs> he's tall. And he's big. Um, he fought Ben Askren, who looked another like world he weighed, weight, huh? I mean, he looked like he weighed 200 pounds. But <laughs> another worldweight guy who just looked from the shape that he was in, he just took a bad. But um, yeah, so he's fighting smaller MMA fighters. Um, but he's fighting guys that have experience of being right. in the worst kind of predicaments yeah. in a cage, locked with another man who can knee you, punch you. Does he deserve credit for that, Dan? First, because you brought it up. I mean, yeah, I said from that side of it, I'll give him some respect for the fact that he's actually willing to get into a ring and 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 throw throw blows with. Okay, let's say the first two eight fighters. But he's willing to jump in there. He's, he's put in the training. He's, he's dedicated himself to it, so I'll give him that. But that's where I start. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I give kudos to him. You know, like I said, anyone who gets into the ring and fights, you know, boxing is a dangerous sport. And he, and look, he's taking it seriously. I respect him on that basis. And and at least, at least he's trying to kind of build his craft in the game. So, and look, he, from a business perspective, I know we touched upon it briefly. That you know, look, to get Showtime, to get you know, box office, you know, for, for a fight card like this, it's impressive. Um, like I said, with Woodley, you know, like he's using his his physical strength against Woodley, so I kind of expect him to impose his will a bit. But it'd be interesting to see what Woodley's got left in the tank because um, he's been in a couple of wars, you know, in a decline really of his, uh, you know, of the MMA career. So obviously he's coming here, you know, motivated by the money that Jake's offered him. So it's going to be interesting to see what type of performance we get from Woodley, but. I don't know, man. It just seems a bit corrupt to me, man. Because the, the press conference is so interesting, you know. But it seems like he's overlooking him, but um, it's got all the eyes on what people want, man. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, now we'll talk about how. Obviously, Dan, I'll ask you as well because you're an American. You know Tyron Woodley, and on mm. how you think he can what he, you think he can actually do in this fight. Me, I, I, I said, well, I think we all know his thing is, his big overhand right, that's his punch. Now, I'm sure Jake Paul's team know that. They can't be that stupid. They can't be taking him that lightly. That's what he's got. Um, does he have the reflexes that he used to have? Because Tyron's quick. Tyron's an athlete. Just look at Tyron, you know his plan. Um, the perfect thing for him is that overhand right does work against someone bigger than you. Someone taller than you, they, they, because they're taller than you, they're not used to duck. They don't have to duck. They don't have to, so you can leave your chin kind of out there and overhand right is meant to go over whatever guard you've got and then clip it up. So, so Woodley can land that punch. I just... But is it different now with bigger gloves and not the four rounds? A hundred percent. A hundred percent that comes into it. And I worry because I, I, his straight punches, I don't know. I mean, he talked about angles and, and I think that's what he has to do. He has to be an athlete. He has to be an athlete. He has to take advantage that he is a professional athlete. And let's be honest, Jake Paul isn't. He might be fairly athletic for a normal person or whatever you want to call him. I mean, what, he was a high school wrestler or something? So yeah, but Tyrone or Tyron, you're, you're, you're a professional athlete. You've been a, you, he was a, um, a well-respected wrestler. Um, Division one champion, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. CW. Um, yeah, NCAA champion. I think, I believe so. He's got the tattoo anyway. Um, and yeah, we know his power, we know his quickness, that his fatigue, which was brought up by Jake, he does fatigue. He does, and he cannot deny that. And Jake said, you're going to fatigue even more because you're carrying more weight. And he's right. I'm not lying, it's just the truth. So I'm interested to see what he does. Does, and I think some of the thing was in UFC that he didn't want to get tired. He didn't want to get tired. He didn't want to not be able to stuff takedowns. So he didn't want to exert too much energy. Um, 
So does that carry over into this boxing? For me, it does. And for me, Jake Paul's going to be. I don't know if you'll knock him out early, like he's been doing to other people, and as he predicts second round. I, I, I don't. I would like to give Tyron more credit than that. And I would. Yeah, I like to think because his striking is on is way better than the other three guys that Jake has fought. Um, what, well, uh, pretty much the other three guys had no striking, put it that no, way. No, 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 no. I had better striking than all of them. So the only thing is because they would say, um, does Tyron come out? Because they said people saying see him sparring, like he's he's not even in a boxing stance, he's still like he's in a in a cage. It's like he's I don't, I don't know. I'm but hoping that, I'm hoping he's learned something, but you you can't unlearn everything that you've done for the past 20 years 100 yeah in in a few weeks yeah to be a boxer because you, you might do that for like a couple of minutes the next thing you know you just revert to what you have, you've always done yeah and, and and like it's okay if you don't change your stance to a boxing stance that's okay because you you're not fighting the professional boxers you might get away with it um obviously the only problem is that jake is very long compared to you. So if he does switch the fundamentals and use the fundamentals, you're jab. Um yes I mean you look at you look at the obviously the, the weight and the size difference. Jake's got to use his, his reach, establish the jab, um, keep him keep him there all night if he has to, because Woodley's best chance in this fight is in the first couple of rounds. Fighting him close, he's got obviously Jake Paul's got longer arms, get in the inside. And try working from the inside and you know get those combinations going because Jake Paul predominantly needs to be fighting at range, keeping him off, keeping him long on the jab all night. Because obviously, and counter-attacking the, the over the over the overhand from Woodley, because that's Woodley's probably gonna use that. And in, in in camp, Jake's probably looked at looked at that and probably looking to counter-attack that in the in the uh, in the fight. So right, so so prediction. I know David, you said he's gonna he's gonna take a dive. Um, so obviously, <laughs> the um, as I said, I think Jake Paul is sadly. I think I think that he is he is going to win. Um, he wins anyway. David, yeah. your yeah. prediction? Yeah, but he wins anyway. Win or, whether he takes a dive or not. So, so you put in Jake Paul, Paul to win and to win. And that? Yeah, I would say Jake Paul. I reckon he'll do it in three. <laughs> I was waiting for the memes, man. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> you you made up a point because also on the card, flown over from England, is Tommy Fury, Tyson Fury's brother. Now, he's fighting a guy that Jake Paul has sparred with, some guy called Andy Taylor, who in his last fight, he fought at 145, which is ridiculous. And now this fight is being done at Cruiserweight. Um, it was supposed to be six rounds, but you know it's changed. Yeah. Earlier today, it's gone down to four rounds because apparently the British, I don't know, commission or something wouldn't allow it to be six rounds for some reason. Maybe because Andy's last fight was at such a low weight. I don't know. I might be talking shit. But as I said, this fight shouldn't be going ahead if a guy in his last fight fought 145 and now he's fighting a cruiserweight. How does that even make sense? But anyway, so... Tommy, who's expected to win, should win. If he doesn't win, it's embarrassing that he should retire. I don't think he'll show his face in the Fury if, household. If, if he wins, you believe that this has all been set up 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, this is, this, this is an angle for Fury and, and, and Jake Paul. It's organically growing. You know, it's kind of came to, to heads um, previously before the Woodley fight's been made. And now Jake deliberately made sure that Tommy Fury was on this card. He expects him to win. And organically, everyone's going to want this fight. I expect when uh, Jake Paul get, wins, maybe Fury comes into the ring and they, they really sign contracts and it's the new, you know, that fight's made and it's going to garner a lot of uh, attention. So, um, yeah, that's what I expect because, you know, obviously Tommy Fury's got a background on not only boxing, but obviously the reality TV. So he's kind of using that with the YouTube stuff that Jake Paul's doing. So it's going to, it's going to make, it's going to, it's going to sell another box office um, fight. But I think that will be a, an opportunity for, uh, to see now finally he's fighting a proper fighter. Um, obviously, I'm not trying to preempt things because obviously, Woodley, you know, you know, Woodley Paul still going to happen, but um, yeah, that's that's the next fight, definitely. Man. Uh, Dan, you think that will be the next fight? I mean, I know. Yeah, I was literally. I was just. I was thinking. It, it's it's the perfect setup, and then if he fights Tommy Fury, it just it kind of it leads to legitimizing uh, Jake Paul's thing. boxing thing. His, his little, yeah. Because no, but Tommy, I'm, you know what I mean. Tommy has four guys with the most ridiculous records I've ever heard of in my life: builders, plumbers, <laughs> guys that but, should have retired. <laughs> they should but, have retired. But they're boxers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I guess. Um, yeah, do, do, do you know what I mean? Obviously, I'm not saying like Tommy's Tommy's no Tyson Fury, he's nothing, but he's for boxes. Yeah. Compared to what Jake Paul is for. So it kind of it gives him that legitimacy to his thing. If he goes and beat fights Tommy and then even beats him, he throws it in like, look, well, you lot said I couldn't fight a boxer. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes it. Yeah. And then, like David said, even if he loses, he wins because he's just getting paid. Yeah. Um, there's another Englishman on the card, Daniel Dubois. Now, I don't know who he's fighting. I don't think he knows who he's fighting. I don't think, apart from Joe Cusumano, apart from his mum, I think no one else knows him either. Um, it's a 10-round fight, which just sounds ridiculous. Surprising. Um, I'm guessing this guy is a boxer. He must be to step in there to give him ten round. Well, I but, mean, this, is this just to introduce the war to the American no, public? This is his first time over. Yeah. Okay. I, I think this is a fight um, for the war because he's he's mandatory for the WBA regular title, and Trevor Bryan is the um, the uh, regular champion. So, and he's from America um, under Don King. So. I think Frank Warren's idea, his promoter, is to kind of get that exposure in America. And obviously, the bar's next fight will be against Trevor Bryan in America for that world title. So I think this is more of an exposure um, on Showtime to see, see him in, in the American light and maybe get some um, attention from heavyweights in America. That's all it is. Um, I might put a tenor on Kusamano just to be a dick. In the co-main is Amanda Soriano, who she's fighting a woman called Machado. I don't know who she is. Don't know any of them, to be honest. 
I know Soriana because as I said I'm an MMA fan and I know she's moved over to MMA. I think she's got one or two fights behind her. Um, so similar to Carissa Shields, but obviously she's Carissa Shields at PFL. She's still in in very small shows, um, but she's still switching between both boxing and MMA. Um, that's the only title fight on the card. Um, unified women's featherweight title. Um, before you tell us about Soriana, I also got another point. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Dan, yet. Apparently, none of these guys will be checked for drugs because they're Ooh. non-title fights. That's crazy. Only the title fight, which is two women, will be drug tested on the night of the fight. Tyron Woodley did bring it up and said, you're on PEDs. Because isn't Tyron still in the USADA testing pool, right? So he can uh, be like, I'm clean, I know this. Even though he's been yeah. cut, he hasn't retired, so he's still being tested. Yeah, and I, and I don't think Woodley would do that personally anyway. Um, he's an athlete, isn't he? But Jake so Paul, wait, um, even, even Daniel Dubois is not being tested? I heard from, um, do you know Mike Bourne? From no. MMA Junkie. Oh, heard the name. name yeah, he, he, he's the guy who posted it. He said that he asked someone to do with the fight, a commission member, and they said that the only fight that is being drug tested is the title fight. I think the, I think the British border control would have tested Tommy Fury and um, Daniel Dubois because I know they do it in certain certain stages so I think that's a bit of a joke but there will be no tests on the night of the yeah. fight which I don't know I that's don't a madness get round it. but anyway uh, yeah so Amanda Soriano just give us some background or what's in the future and here's yeah. the rest um, yeah she's she's been touted to fight um, Katie Taylor um, she has apparently you know, you know she's like seven seven weight world champion um, she you know Really good, really good champion. I think, you know, Katie Taylor, who's a unified lightweight champion, wants to fight her. Uh, that, that fight hasn't been made, hasn't materialised. Um, but yeah, very good fighter, very skillful fighter. So, you know, I expect her to kind of unanimously beat her, her opponent um, on Sunday night. All right. Um, I'll move on from that card now. And I said that I wasn't kidding not to talk about YouTubers. I think I've never spoke about a single fight longer than <laughs> Jane Paul and yeah. Tyra Woods. Um, but let's move on to the Pac-Man. Manny Pacquiao, last weekend, last yeah. weekend for um, your Dennis Ugas, who's a Colombian, who was a late replacement. Cuban. Cuban. Cuban, Cuban sorry. What I got to Colombian? Colombian, yeah. Yeah, that's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> He was a late replacement, a very late replacement for Errol Spence. Um, Pacquiao still took the fight. On the night of the fight, he was 42 and 227 days. That was his age. Um, for the WBA Super Waterweight title and um, 
you got beat Pacquiao by unanimous decision. I didn't see the fight. David, I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, so I saw the fight. And do you feel it was the right result? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a bit surprised Pacquiao took the fight, to be honest. I understand, obviously, with Spence, obviously, um, issues with his retina. Um, that title actually, um, it was actually originally uh, Pacquiao's title when he beat Furman a couple of years ago, but because of his inactivity, he got stripped of the title. So Ugas um, was a uh, made, uh, he was regular champion, then he got upgraded to super champion. So Pacquiao was fighting for his old belt. So I understand why he was taking the fight, but yeah, father time's come, come now for Pacquiao now, man. Ugas um, was too young, he's lanky, uh, too awkward. He was just hitting him with shots, the head and body, and Pacquiao just couldn't work him out. Um, it was a good performance. Um, so, as a result of the defeat, Pacquiao came out after and um, said that this is possibly his, his, his last time that he'll be in the ring um, for a professional fight anyway. There's a good chance <laughs> that he'll come back in like... To fund, just, to fund his presidential election. Just a couple, a few months to fight. Bro, he's fighting Jake Paul next, no one's. He said about father time. Mm. I remember there was a stage, obviously, he lost to um, crazy nearly 10 years ago now. Mm. He lost to Timothy Bradley. He got robbed in that fight. Robbed. Robbed. Um, but he lost it. It went down as a loss. And then he got knocked out by his old rival, one mark. One Manuel Marquez, yeah. and at that time, he fought for other time at mm. 33 years of age mm. to be captain up to. Then he went on to beat Rios in his mm. comeback fight. After that, he rematched Bradley and beat him, and then eventually got his Floyd Mayweather Jr. fight, which was way too late mm. for whatever you say. For let's just say for Manny in particular, mm. um, he lost that. He fought Timothy Bradley again. Um, eradicated any yeah. questions about it. Um, two one, he won that series. Um, I know he lost a controversial fight in Australia. Uh, Jeff Horn, man, he's been shaken a few times still. Um, and then you saw him beat Bruno. Right, uh, to be honest, anyone could beat Bruno. He's a joke. Yeah, guy has talent, but he's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's a waste man. Um, so anyway, man, he beat him. And then Manny beat Keith Furman. That's my favourite one. The amount of smoke that Keith Furman was, was bringing to Pac-Man. And Pac-Man, throughout the build-up of that fight, was remaining humble. Furman was talking about retiring, you know, doing all of this to him. And then when that bell rang, the first, the first round, he, 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 knocked, he knocked him down. Um, and, you know, he won the fight comfortably. And Keith, you know, one-time Furman, they called it. One time, because I don't know if I've seen him again. <laughs> yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> and then, obviously, his next fight was the Ugas fight, which he lost. Um, had an eventful career. This guy has fought at, I don't know how many different weeks. Eight, 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 eight weeks? Eight, eight weeks world champion? I think it's a record, is it? Yeah, well, yeah. So, I'll tell you, in his very first fight, which was in the Philippines, Someone's shed probably, or <laughs> right, they don't have the weight class, but he won a title, some weird sort of title. All right, let's say, let's be right, let's go from here. 
he won the WBC flyweight title. This was in Thailand. He won this in 1998. He was 19. And that obviously that was flyweight. He went up to super bantamweight and won. Um, he won that title, and that was two years later when he was 21. Um, he then moved up weight again eventually. Where, where, where? Featherweight. Featherweight. At the age of 24, he beat Marcos Antonio Barrera. Um, he had his first fight with Man, um, Man, uh, Juan Manuel Marquez in a split decision and draw. Obviously, that was still featherweight um, with the lightweight. I don't know how many weights we've talked about already. Yeah, lightweight, lightweight yeah. David Diaz. Yeah, David Diaz, he beat. Yeah. Then World Weight beat Ricky Hatton in the most wonderful oh, knockout beautiful. I've ever seen in my life. Tremendous. Um, Oh, his his interview in the end afterwards. Uh, I learned a new technique. A fucking hell bag. Right. So Namani, one of the most entertaining fighters I've ever seen in my life. Always brought it. Sad when the questions of PEDs was brought into his career. He wanted to ignore them because he was such a legend. Similar to Anderson Silva in the MMA when it was brought up with him. I just wanted to ignore it because such a fan of him. And Manny being a small guy going up the weight, he just it was incredible what he was doing. Um, so Daniel, favorite yes. Manny fight. What's your favorite Manny fight? I like the um the first one with Marquez. The the, the draw. The draw. Where they just went ham. And I did enjoy the Ricky Hatton fight. Can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shane Mosley didn't mind that one as well. Yeah, and um, Big O'Connor. Yeah, that was a good fight. Oh, he bad. I, I love the the. Uh... That should have got stopped way earlier. <laughs> yeah, it was a crime that that fighting went past ten rounds because he was getting bad. Um, go on, David. Yeah, it's a couple, but um, the De La Hoya one, just him just retiring De La Hoya. That was pretty good. And the Margarita fight as well. The height difference between the two. Yeah, that was outrageous. I mean, he battered him. He destroyed He him. battered him. It was like a punching bag. <laughs> he was just walking into shots. It was similar to Oscar De La Hoya, yeah. to be honest. He'd done the same thing to Oscar. Yeah. Um, so which ones you sent? Oscar and Oscar Margarita. And Margarita fight. Yeah, they, they, they were two good ones. For me, um, the standout ones, Eric Morales fights, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I mean, when 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 he lost to Eric Morales, that, that was a brilliant fight. Morales, what a fighter. Um, and then he got revenge. They, they, they were some great fights. Them, them fights there, um, Mark Rita was just enjoyable to watch because he just battered the shit out of him. Um, it just showed just great punching ability technique. The Ricky Hatton knockout was, as I said, one of the greatest knockouts I've seen. Um, yeah, he was just a... a I say, I, I know he's just lost. He's getting old now. Probably Amir Khan will pull him out or something. What, you, you think he should buy him? No, Amir Khan will just call him out now, just to make some money. Yeah. 
I think there was talk about him fight, maybe going down in weight and fighting Josh Taylor for all the belts. Who? Uh, Pacquiao had he had won the fight against uh, oh. um, against Ugas, but um, because nah, was it? He said as long as I, it's at one forty-seven, he'll take the fight. Yeah, I think he said because Josh Taylor's at one forty-four the belt, so and come to the UK and fight him. So, but uh, obviously he's lost. I don't know that's going to happen. And I know there's talks about potentially rematching Ugas as well. So um, that's a possibility. I don't know, man. I would. I, I think it's time now, man. Manny's been great to watch. As I said, I didn't see the last fight, so I can't say I've watched it and I thought, oh, you know what, this guy shouldn't continue. It's not that. I just think, like, because he was going to fight Errol Spence and it was going to go bad. I don't know if Errol Spence would knock him out, but I think if Errol Spence wanted to, he, he could have hurt him. Um, Pacquiao's got balls, man. He'll fight anyone. Um yeah, like I said the big regret was the Mayweather fight. I tell you when they should have fought. They should have fought after Hannah. Yeah, 100%. And that was in 2009. So they should have fought around 2010. They ended up fighting five years later. Way too late. Way too late. And, and you know Floyd. Floyd's a clever man. He, he knows when to He's a businessman. He, he does things that make sense for him. So I understand why he did it, but we all got robbed of seeing two of the greatest, one of the greatest um, defensive fighters and one of the, the most aggressive fighters. Um, two of them fighting, that, that would have uh, been brilliant. Obviously, when they did fight, it wasn't that good. Um, so yeah, as I said, this is the end of the legend pac man He's been a joy to watch. Um, Realistically, he should hang up his gloves. I wouldn't be mad if you can't be mad if he retires. Yeah, Let's go yeah. off and do your center thing back in the yeah. Come president, save lives, or do whatever you're doing. Um, yeah, do Philippines proud now. Cheat on his wife, a bit more. <laughs> 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 that was good. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, he, he, one of the best that we've seen. Um, I think that that's it. That's all the topics. Um, Dan, don't worry. I won't ask you about Arsenal. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Go for it, bro. I don't. Dan, I won't. I won't. I'll take that for <laughs> if you're ready to, to feel the smoke. Um, you know, you're you're going to Premier League whenever you're ready. Um, we're not actually going to talk about Arsenal on the next one because. They've got some rollicking. When Greg came on, Greg written for them. So I think it's time to let us just let them have a little break. Yeah, free, man. Yeah. Lucky the international break's coming up, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but then we got Burnley, so we'll probably lose that one. And then followed by Tottenham. Sunday. It's on Sunday. Yeah. On Sunday. Um, are any of you uh, pay for that? No. You yeah, uh, pay for it. 
I've already got my, my, my links already, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let the federal system yeah. <laughs> tune this up. Um, Dana White and his goons try to find the people with their legal team. You can jump on it, bro. Yeah, Dana White will come after you to do with your team. Yeah, it's um, a BT box office. No yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't, I can't. I do want to watch the fight, though. I mean, uh, oh, no, I'll watch I'll watch it. I'm just not paying for it. After the business with Mama Woodley, shout out Mama Woodley. Um, I hope Tyrone not seen the female. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the episode. Um, we'll see how it goes, and we might have a recap episode. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, cheers, you lot, for this. Um, peace out.